something that a lot of people are buzzing about, reducing carbon emissions. It's good for everyone. But how do we reduce emissions while also meeting our world's increasing energy needs? Using propane is an excellent way to reduce emissions while meeting energy needs today. Propane is a clean, non-toxic energy source that helps reduce carbon emissions right now. In fact, propane's carbon intensity score in Minnesota is only 80. Grid electricity in Minnesota, including wind and solar, has a much higher carbon intensity score of 136. Who knew that using propane was that much cleaner than electricity? Plus, the abundance of propane and growth of renewable propane means it can be used for generations to come. Millions of Americans rely on propane to heat their homes and businesses, fuel vehicles on-road and off, and much more making propane the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you and the environment by going to propane.com. Welcome back to Preps Today with John Millay. I recommend one of our previous uh, episodes where we had Braden Carrington on at a TCO opening. That's uh, Twin Cities Orthopedics. Of course, you know that by now. They're very famous. Uh, go back and check out show out. That was a blast. We had uh, Braden Carrington on. We had uh, uh, Ryan Shaver from TCO, formerly of Care 11, an old friend of mine. We had him on as well. And of course, we had Brianne Burdett and, and Brandon Morton out there. It was a great production. It was a lot of fun. Check it out uh, for today. This is Preps Today with John Millay. John, of course, is the Preps Sports Guru and Activities Guru at MSHSL, and he is the person who brings us all the cool prep news and insights to TalkNorth.com. John, where do you want to start today? Well, let's talk about a couple of great big high school boys, Jim. I wrote uh, a couple of stories just kind of by happenstance. I I decided to write about these two multi-sport athletes from small towns who will both be offensive linemen at the University of Minnesota. Uh, one's, cool. one's a football, basketball, track kid. One's a football, baseball kid. Let's start with uh, one who's a senior, Tony Nelson from Tracy Milroy Ballatin, way down in southwest Minnesota. He's a senior. He'll be graduating here shortly. Six foot six, 300 pounds as a high school senior. Uh, he'll be... Uh, graduating, competing at the state track meet. He's the defending state champ in the Class A shot put. And after that, his dad told me at a, at a track meet in Worthington I was at, uh, he Tony be heading to campus in June here. So it's going to be a busy stretch for the young man. Uh, but, you know, so clearly he's a big-time football player. He got the, he got the ride from P.J. Fleck. Uh, in basketball, he was the player of the year uh, named by the Marshall Independent, uh, the main newspaper down there in that part of the state. So that says something. And a state champion in track. That's a heck of a small town athlete. And and he has a shot here to break the state record in the shot put. He's got uh, a few uh, a few meets left here. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. He's come within about a foot of it. And uh, that's that's a pretty good uh, record. And it's, you know, being a small town guy, his, his dad was telling me that the main reason Tony Nelson wants to be this wants to hold the state record in the shot put is is because how much pride that would mean for everybody in, in his community, which is really cool. And and that got me thinking. I looked at the list of state track records 
and there is no one from a small school in greater Minnesota who holds a state track record. So, so that would be dub- doubly cool if, if Tony Nelson from Tracy Milroy Ballatin could do that, but we're going to hear about him, you know, in a couple of years at the U uh, he, I said, cause you know, he's a small town football player plays offensive and defensive lineman. I said, what's, what's the plan for you? Which, which side of the ball? He said left tackle. So that's the kind of football player he is. And of these two, he's the he's the smallest. The other one is a junior right now at Cass and Manorville, a young man named Reese Tripp. Reese is six foot seven and three hundred and twenty-five pounds. And I saw him pitch an inning at wow. Cass and Manorville in a baseball game. Uh so he's a junior. He's got another year of high school football left. Uh, when he got the offer from the U, he, he accepted almost immediately. Um, and now his plan is a little different. He plans to graduate at the semester next year and be on campus for spring football practice a year from now. Um, but it's something to see a kid that size, 6'7", 325, standing on the mound. How'd you like to be uh, standing at home plate looking at that kid? And he's a good athlete. He's uh, really, really good. The thing with um, with Reese Tripp from Cass and Manorville is he's 325. He used to weigh about 60 pounds more than that. <laughs> so he was he was cracking 380. And he told me he just couldn't move. He couldn't move like he knew he wanted to. So the the guy worked hard. He lost 60 pounds. And uh, he's a heck of an athlete. He played basketball through ninth grade. He's a football, baseball guy. So it was really fun for me to talk to these small-town, multi-sport athletes. They're both going to be offensive linemen at the University of Minnesota. Multi-sport kids. We, we love those kinds of stories around here. I was just going to bring that up. I, I remember talking to Jimmy Johnson after he, you know, I was covering Jimmy Johnson in Dallas. He had just come off national championships at the university of Miami and he was trying to get the Cowboys into shape. And he used to say, I mean, and you know how busy college football coaches are. They're always recruiting. Their he would try to attend as many of Miami's basketball games as possible, but he, because he just loved athletes and he loved athletes who could move. And if you are that size and you're an outstanding basketball player or if you have the footwork and and balance required to pitch or if you could have the explosiveness uh, to throw the shot uh, those are just great signs for your athletic future yeah and you always hear stories about you know big time NFL offensive linemen especially who were who were shot putters or discus throwers or wrestlers those are the ones that 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 those multi-sport uh, things you learn, you know, that you can translate to, to football is really something. So people want to read about those two, go to John's journal at MSHSL.org. And there's photos of those two big boys. And the thing I didn't mention, that's part of the story about Reese Tripp. So he's six seven, three twenty five. He has a twin sister, Delaney. She's about five, four. She's, <laughs> and, and I don't know how genetics work, much less twins, Believe me, these guys are not identical. There's a picture of them on that story about Reese Tripp. But when the baseball coach down there was telling me, oh, yeah, he's got a twin sister. And and Delaney's a manager on the baseball team. He kind of pointed to her, and I said, that's that's the giant kid's twin sister? <laughs> <laughs> so it's really interesting. <laughs> cool stuff. Hey, uh, we recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app. If you like this show, subscribe to this show, or you can subscribe to the network or, or the, all the other shows at talknorth.com. We've added Dave Lee of WCCO fame, Mike Grimm for the Go Gopher podcast. You know, the current sports lineup is the best in town. We also have great outdoor content with the Flush Destination 
Polaris, and all those other shows. Thanks to our producer t- today, Brianne Burdett. And thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. You can find all the shows at TalkNorth.com and all the archives of the shows. And you can also follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see shows as they are released. Uh, we do appreciate you listening. And let's now get to a coach for 42 years. Yeah, this was a guy I really didn't know, Jim, until I went down to Wabashaw Kellogg last week uh, for a softball game. And and you know how, how we do our jobs here. Set it up early that uh, I interviewed the coach at the end of the school day, talked to the four seniors on the softball team. And uh, Mike Schumacher has been coaching the softball team at Wabashaw Kellogg for 42 years. And uh, he's retiring after this season. He announced it before the season started. And that's another story you can find at uh, John's Journal, mshsl.org. Just an interesting, interesting guy. You know, he was a math teacher. Now he's kind of the district's technology guy. And I'm talking to him. And and in my head, I'm thinking, I know you, but it's not from softball. What is the deal? And then he mentioned, he says, hey, John, I know I see you at the state gymnastics meet every year. And then kind of the light bulb went on in my in my normally dark head. Years ago, we went from basically papers, handheld scoring on paper to automatic, you know, digital device scoring at all the events at the state gymnastics meet. And Mike Schumacher, the, the legendary softball coach at Wabashaw Kellogg, he's the guy who, who runs that. He came up with that, this, this scoring system since, you know, he's a huge – tech guy, a lot smarter than I am. And uh, so, yeah, he's retiring. It's, uh, it's amazing. When he came 42 years ago, right out of college, they had not, they did not have a softball team. They did not have a softball field. And he's built this thing up. He talked about, you know, the first 10 years or so, they really struggled. And and at that point, they didn't have any youth softball, any summer softball for younger kids. And so he got that off the ground. Uh, he basically built this really awesome softball complex with fields and batting cages and cool concession stand where his wife, Georgette, runs it. And uh, and really, really had a fun time down there. And boy, if they could get to state, uh, they were at state last year, and uh, the the kids on the team told me how how neat that was to see Mike get all excited. He's a pretty unflappable guy, but uh, I, I was down there for their first playoff game, and they could very they're still playing. They could very well get to state here. And uh, before the opening playoff game, they made an announcement that the the complex is going to be named in Mike and Georgette Schumacher's honor for next season. So that's a great thing for, for one of these guys who really has done great things. I don't know if I've ever run across the coach in a community that, that uh, where everybody loves Mike Schumacher and Wabashaw. And, and I heard from so many other people in that part of the state and beyond who know him and just adore the guy. So that's uh, it's a, it's a great story. Another small town story, Mike Schumacher, 42 years of coaching softball at Wabashaw. So that's on, uh, that's also on John's journal. Good stuff. We are going to thank a bus driver. We're going to thank a future teacher. We're going to tell you about our most valuable teammate, and we might have another final thought on the way here. We do want to thank the sponsors who make this all possible, starting with Twin Cities Orthopedics. Yeah, Jim, you mentioned how we were at the new TCO uh, location in Brooklyn Park uh, a 
couple of weeks ago and talking to Braden Carrington, Mr. Basketball, future gopher. Uh, what, what a nice young man. And I, you know, I talked to him before in kind of a, in kind of a post game setting. And it's, it's really fun to, to have those opportunities once away from the game, just to have him reflect on, on his high school career and that decision to, to go to the U and, and, you know, he talked a lot about Ben Johnson, you know, compared to Richard Patino and, and just the whole vibe that he likes so much. And, and I know, I know that got a lot of traction with people, the, the Gopher basketball fans. I know they enjoyed listening to that. And, and then, then, as you said, her friend Ryan Shaver does a great job with TCO. And uh, yeah, that was really a blast. And they were so welcoming. And boy, that you know, that's how they treat their their people who come into all their clinics. And that is a first class building you know we had some time i know i walked around and kind of explored and uh holy mackerel that is really something and and you know tco is this growing great company that does so many great things and, and works with a lot of high school athletes they have their athletic trainers and tons of high schools around the metro and around the state so we're thankful to tco for being part of our podcast and uh and we wish them great luck especially that that facility in brooklyn park is just a showstopper if I hurt my knee, I would feel much better about hurting my knee, being able to go to a place like that. It almost looks like fun. <laughs> yeah, fun. There you go. Yeah, I know. It's, Seriously. Uh, they have, yeah, you walk back to like the therapy, the main therapy room back there where they got all this stuff you can work out on. And and I'm, I, I've am i got a treadmill at home and I lift some weights and I don't do much more than that. But uh, yeah, you can get in there and have a good workout. Yes. Hey, thanks also to Pizza Barn. We've been sponsoring this program for a long time. You bet, Jim. Thanks to Jody Stay, who runs the operation there. All of her employees, her family members. We saw, we saw several of the Stay family members at the the TCO location in Brooklyn Park. The Pizza Barn, the original Pizza Barn food truck was there, and food truck number two is going to be on the road here shortly. And uh, it's 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 a great thing uh, if you're doing any any kind of spring. Well, now summer activities, and you want a, a food truck to roll right up to your house or your location, your event, Pizza Barn can do that for uh, probably too late to book a grad party at this point. Maybe not. Jody might take care of you, but reunions, weddings, any big events, you can make it easy. The Pizza Barn will do all the work. If you go to pizzabarnprinceton.com, there's a link for contacting them, and Jody will answer all your questions. And, of course, the Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton has a great big menu with everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person dining, take and bake, delivery. They cater. And it's not just pizza. It's uh, They've got everything. So it's a family-owned business for almost 40 years. The Pizza Barn's fantastic. And uh, thanks to the Pizza Barn for sponsoring our show. Yes. And thanks also to propane. Use propane. We use propane all the time at my house. You should use it this weekend as well. All right, let's thank a bus driver. Yeah, this is a really fun tweet from uh, one of our friends here, uh, St. Cloud Cathedral Activities Director Emmett Keenan. He's been on the podcast. Yes. He sent, sent a tweet with a picture of a priest driving a bus. He said the cathedral chaplain, Father Doug, heard about the bus driver shortage, contacted Voight's bus company, got certified, and the day of this photo, he was driving the St. Cloud Cathedral track and field team to Foley on his first trip as a, as a bus driver. So, hey, Father Doug, thanks for your dedication. Emmett, thanks for letting us know about that. We talk about officials all the time and bus drivers and the, kind of the challenges of, of high school athletics right now. And that's great to see somebody jump in and, and drive kids from his school to uh, wherever they need to be. 
Fantastic. I uh, also want to let you know, once again, thanks to Brian Burnett, our, our producer. If you'd like to sponsor this program or any of the many shows we have across the TalkNorth.com platform, you can reach our sales executive, Karen Cleary, at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. All right. Now, let's uh, let's uh, thank a future teacher. Yeah, this is one of the things I like the most about the pandemic basically being behind us, these events at high schools to you know, basically signing ceremonies for kids who are going to be teachers. I've been to a couple of them now. I was invited to speak at one of these at Burnsville High School last week. Uh, the kids even got to place a Burnsville sticker on the John's Journal Toyota Camry. We do a we do a little photo op with that. It was really fun. Uh, I talked about being at Wilmer a couple weeks ago for one of these. And every time I see these kids, you know, and, and the general way these things work is each student stands up says their name, where they're going to go to college, why they want to be a teacher. And it's just so touching to hear these kids talk about they want to change the world. They want to have a, you know, they want to help kids. And uh, for kids still in high school to have that kind of perspective, it's really neat. So that was that happened at Wilmer. It happened at Burnsville. And I do have to admit that the connection at Burnsville, who uh, is the teacher who helped who helps plan their future teacher event every year. And that happens to be my daughter, Allison, who's a teacher ah. there. So I, I've got the hookup. Well, she's got the hookup. Let's put it that way. Beautiful. All right. Now our, our one of our, another one of our set pieces, our most valuable teammate. Yeah, Jim, this is, this is really a cool thing. And it's going to come to an end here as the school year does, but we'll pick it up again in the fall. Uh, Hannah Kingsley is this week's most valuable teammate. Hannah is a sophomore at Fillmore Central High School down in southern Minnesota. She's an important member of the school's speech team. She's the first person at practice. She stays focused, only leaves when she is absolutely done. Before and after her turn speaking, she watches others. She encourages her teammates. She has great insight to help others, and her smiles make everyone feel they are important to the team. So congratulations to Hannah Kingsley of Fillmore Central on being a most valuable teammate. Excellent stuff as always, John. Do you have any final thoughts for us today? Yeah, I kind of do. You know, we're, we're kind of in the postseason already here, Jim, in most of the spring sports section play is well underway. We're going to have a, a state tournament uh, later this week, uh, Friday and Saturday, the 3rd and 4th of June here, the Adapted Softball State Tournament at Chanhassen High School. I'll be there. And the following week here, the second week in June, we've got a boys state tennis. We're going to have state softball. We're going to have state track. The week after that, we kind of wrap things up with state baseball, golf, lacrosse, and uh, and it's it's amazing. These the spring season, you know, it's something we always talk about. All of us involved in high school sports, the spring season just flies by, you know. The, and a lot of it sometimes has to do with the weather. Like this spring, we got off to a slow start. Day by day, the weather can be iffy now, but uh, yeah, we're going to be done here in, in a matter of about three weeks, and it'll and summer will kick in, and uh, it's a great great time of year, fun time of year. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to go when we'll have days when we'll have two or three state tournaments, you know, at different locations. But uh, it's just nothing but fun. Great stuff, John. Thanks to Brianne. Thanks to John Malay. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Check out the website. Check out the other shows. And we'll be back to talk to you next week. 